Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Starting two lines on the top, from the top of page Kufi Tches 118, we're just speaking about two different types of crowns, which are made up of two different types of stones. Stones always being an analogy for letters. There's a stone which is um, shiny. That's the way it was created, and a shiny stone by its very nature. And there's a stone which is made shiny by polishing by the work of the person. And these are referring to two different, two different types of letters, the letters of the written, written Torah, which are holy, by their very essence, there are words that are spoken by Hashem, and then there's the oral Torah letters, which are regular words spoken by humans, but obviously humans who had no agenda and no ego, and therefore the will of Hashem shined through them, and therefore these letters were uplifted, or polished, so to say. And that is the higher level, even than the letters of the, the written Torah. And like we said, the, in this physical sense, because those types of stones are more shiny and a lot of different types of colors coming through them. So we have to understand what that means in the, um, in the analog. And we said that, um, like we said before, the Yem Sim Chasliboy, the day of the joy of his heart, of Hashem's heart, which is referring to the building of the base of Mikdash, is actually higher than the day of his wedding, which is referring to the giving of the Torah, the giving of the written Torah. So we see that the, even the oral Torah is even higher. Starting, and we're all, this is all in order to explain, like we just said before, that um, the fourth stage of prayer basically refers to drawing down the atzvah safe, the essence, the infinite essence of Hashem, either through learning Torah, or could be through, that's in a way of um, above to below, drawing down that infinite essence, or for Shemina Esrei, the Amida prayer, which is from below to above, which all prayer is in a mode of uplifting the person up to godliness, and that is when the person really connects back to the Aryan safe, atzvah safe. Um, and then we ended off saying that this is the idea of this Kul Ramadaka, this quiet voice um, through the uplifting of prayer. And that, this is what the sages say, that this Malach, the angel called Sandal, he makes crowns for Hashem from the prayers of Israel. And this is the idea of like we, that's the same verse we brought before, with the crown that was crowned by, that um, her, his mother crowned him, referring to um, the, this type of these crowns which are made by the Jewish people from their prayers. And we just spoke about the two different types of crowns, um, which are referring to the, either the letters of the Torah, the written Torah, or the oral Torah. The letters of the oral Torah are being higher, referring to the type of crown which is made up of stones which are refined by a person. Okay, so this is also the meaning, a deeper meaning of that this angel of Sandal um, connects crowns to the Creator, to Hashem, from the prayers of Israel. That also the letters, similar to the letters of the oral Torah, which are refined by men, which are refined letters, uplifted and made shiny. Um, 
which didn't start off holy themselves, so so too the letters of prayer are letters and speech of a person from his nefesh of tivis, from his natural animal soul, kasher, not from the godly soul, because the only way that the godly soul can be involved in prayer is through the animal soul, which the animal soul is the, basically the soul which gives you the ability to live, and to speak, and to think. But the godly soul works through the animal soul. But when these letters of prayer uh, emerge from a person, from the depths of his heart, from the depths of his heart, with deep intention and deep concentration, and with a um, desire of the heart to connect to Hashem, the meaning that the person's, this inner desire of a person has to connect to Hashem, shines through these letters of prayer, which he's saying, that these letters of prayer, they become transformed to letters and uh, fine stones, shiny stones, which, which shine, they weren't shiny by their very essence and nature, but they became shiny because of the shining, uh, the illumination of the person's desire to connect to Hashem, which shines in these letters. And included within this idea of these letters, which become uplifted in prayer, um, compared to the stones which are made shiny, is also the powers, the faculties of the animal soul, which become refined and transformed to godly energy, to light, to godly light, becoming transformed to um, to, becoming totally nullified to godliness. So all the powers of the animal soul, the animal souls, what what that what uh, meaning the animal souls powers of emotions, which become transformed during prayer, like we said, with both your inclinations, even the animal soul developing a love for God. So when you transform these this power of love, the animal soul, to godliness. That is also this idea of refining of these um, this stones which become refined, become shiny from the person. So all of these ideas of refining of basically the lowest aspects of existence, the, either the letters of prayer that a person says from his animal soul or the faculties, the powers of his animal soul being transformed to godliness. This all becomes a, a crown, a second type of crown made up of stones which are refined by the person for Hashem. And through making that crown for Hashem, you draw down through that, a new will. Crown always refers to Kesser as the level of Hashem which transcends the level of godliness which transcends creation, and always referring to the Kesser, the Ratzin of Hashem, the will of Hashem. So when you bring about this refinement of the letters of prayer or of the powers of your animal soul, you are making a crown for Hashem, meaning you are drawing down from the crown of Hashem, from the will of Hashem, making a new will, these Ratzin Chodesh, to bring, out, to bring about a new will of Hashem within the chain of creation, even down here in our physical world, to heal the sick, even if there was decreed that they shouldn't be healthy, but when you bring about this transformation of your animal soul or of the letters of prayer, that has the ability to make a crown for Hashem, meaning to draw down a new will from Hashem, to bring about a new will, even though Hashem's will wasn't told now that this person should be sick, you bring about a new will to heal the sick or to, even though it was decreed that this, this year should not be a good year in Parnassah, you bring about a new will that it should be a good year. In order that there should be a drawing down of godliness down here to tra- to change the how how the world is being um, conducted by Hashem to change the regular way of things, it has to be that the source of that drawing down of godliness should come from a very high level, which transcends the regular way that Hashem runs the world. Uh, the regular chain of creation, and that's what we're doing here when we transform our animal soul or the letters of prayer. 
we are reaching up to make a crown for Hashem, meaning to draw down a new will from Hashem, which totally transcends the regular way that Hashem connects to the world in a limited way, and we're able to change the regular way of creation. And all this is brought about through the refining and the purifying, the refining of the coarseness of the, of the animal soul. That becomes transformed to good. That through this refining process of the animal soul and the letters of prayer, through that process specifically, you're, you draw down from the essence of the infinite energy of Hashem the infinite essence of Hashem, the, a new will which totally transcends the regular way that Hashem already decided that creation should, should be conducted. You bring about a new will of Hashem from totally transcending creation. And that this is the whole idea of the stones of the Cheshen Nishpat, the breastplate of judgment. Like we spoke about, this is returning to the beginning of the Mimer, what these stones are all about. That this, that they, these stones of the um, breastplate of judgment, they were made from avanim tevis, fine stones that were refined and purified and polished. Um, that were not stones that were, by their very nature and their very essence, already, already uh, shiny, only polished stones. Um, and upon these stones, there was engraved the names of the tribes, the twelve tribes, the Hainu, Ba'avida. And what does this mean in the service, our service of Hashem? This implies the idea of the enclosement of the powers, the powers, the faculties of the of the godly soul within the animal soul to refine the animal soul and to purify it. That's why you're in, you're engraving the letters of the of the names of the tel, of the twelve tribes. That's that's the idea of the of the godly soul, the names of the twelve tribes, holy tribes of Israel. Um, connected to the godly soul, but being engraved within these stones, which were not stones which were very shiny by their very nature, but were made shiny, meaning you're engraving, you're enclosing the the godly soul into the animal soul to make these stones into holy stones, meaning to uplift the uh, faculties and the powers and the emotions and the intellect of the animal soul. Um, and this whole idea of refining the animal soul and the clothing of the godly soul into the animal soul to refine it is the process, the service of Hashem, the prayer, the in which we refine and we purify the animal soul. That through this process of the prayer, refining the animal soul, we draw there, uh, there's drawn down revelation from the infinite essence of Hashem or even a higher level which is drawn down just from the service of the godly soul in and of itself. Meaning you can accomplish even a higher you can draw down a higher level of godliness when you deal with your animal soul and you try to uplift your animal soul and convince your animal soul to connect to want to connect to Hashem more than if you would just focus on arousing the love of your godly soul, the fiery love of your godly soul. Because here when you're just dealing with your godly soul, that is already something which already by nature wants to connect to Hashem. So you're not really bringing about a chiddush, a novel experience here. But when you transform the animal soul that even it should want to connect to Hashem, that is a novel, a novelty, something which is totally new, which is not according to its nature. And therefore you're able to draw down from an even higher level. Um, like we were just saying before, that the, when you refine the animal, animal soul, you draw down Rotsin Chodesh. You make a Kesser for Hashem. You, you reach the level of Kesser, which totally transcends the chain of creation. 
Like we explained before, that the idea of the joy of his heart, of Hashem's heart, is even higher, which is the referring to the building the base of Mikdash, is even higher than the idea of the Yem Chasunose, the day of his um, wedding, which is referring to the giving of the Torah. Which the day of his, the joy of his heart, referring to the building of the base of Mikdash, referring to the process of uplifting the animal soul. Whereas the giving of the Torah is just the drawing down of the Torah from its source in godly wisdom. So now, this is this is the idea that Aaron was carrying this breastplate of judgment on his heart. On his heart, um, he was wearing on his heart all the names of the of the children of Israel of the of the tribes of Israel. What does this idea imply in our service of Hashem in a spiritual sense? To Mishkan because the dwelling place of the animal soul is within the heart where Aaron, where Aaron was carrying this breastplate of judgment in the left ventricle of the heart. So that's why he's carrying this whole thing on the um, connected uh, opposite of his heart because this whole idea of the breastplate of judgment and the names engra- engraved on them implies this whole refining of the animal soul which is which is in the left ventricle of the heart. However, through the refinement of the animal soul, in the level of transforming it from transforming the darkness of the animal soul to light of, of godliness, which that's the idea of, like we explained before, to be a remembrance before Hashem. He said that the zikarin, the remembrance, refers to chokhma, which is basically this idea of revelation of godliness. Um, meaning that the powers the faculties of the animal soul become transformed to godliness to light and become as a remembrance before Hashem through that process of refining the animal soul you bring about the idea of the joy of Hashem's heart which means that you draw down a revelation from the infinite essence of Hashem and that brings about the joy of Hashem's heart because the drawing down the infinite essence of Hashem refers to a drawing down from the level which transcends even that level of the heart. So that is the idea of Aaron carrying the breastplate of judgment next to his heart, because that is where this whole process is taking place within the left ventricle of the heart, the refining of the animal soul and transforming it to light and to be a remembrance before Hashem. Now this is also the meaning of the verse. A good name is better than good oil. That the engraving of the names of the of the names of the tribes of Israel on the stones on the breastplate of judgment is greater than fine um, fine oil which is referring to the level of shemen lemoir the oil for an illuminary we spoke about before that's the job of Moshe to bring down the illuminary closer to the Jewish souls that they should be able to be aroused through the love the great love that Aaron brings down to them but this idea of toiv uh, shem the names of Israel, which is referring to the refining of the animal soul and uplifting that to godliness, that draws down even a higher level than does the Moshe through the through his job of basically learning the the written Torah, like we spoke about before. The, learning the written Torah only draws down from the Chachmistima, the hidden Chachma, the inner core of Chachma. Whereas through the process of refining the animal soul, you draw down from the Atzav Sirin Seif, from Kesser, which totally transcends the chain of creation. And this is the idea of the, the crown of a good name, which the Empirical Office it says is greater than all the other crowns, the crowns of Kuhuna, the crowns of uh, priesthood, etc. 
So the Kesser Shemtev, the crown of a good name, good name is what we just speaking about here. Um, the names of the children of Israel, the names of the tribes of Israel being engraved on these stones, referring to the process of refining the powers the, of the animal soul. That is the Kesser, the crown, that draws down from the crown, from the level of Kesser, the Ratzin of Hashem, which transcends the chain of creation. And that is higher than all the other crowns. The Kesser Torah, because the crown of Torah, that refers to the um, oil for the illuminary, which is only the inner core of Chachma, drawing down from the inner core of Chachma, which is still connected to the chain of creation. The Kesser Kehuda, the crown of priesthood, that refers to the kindling of the lights of the Menorah, of the candelabra that Aaron did, that was Aaron's job, and that is just referring to drawing down that Avid Abba, the great love from the source of the Jewish people's souls into their soul to arouse that infinite love to Hashem. But that still is on a lower level even than Moshe's job to draw down the uh, Moe, the illuminary, the torch to bring it closer to the sparks of the Jewish souls. The Kesser Shemtiv, but the crown of a good name, referring to the names of the tribes engraved on the stones, referring to the process of refining the animal soul, which is the process of refining this, um, the animal soul, that, in, that ascends even higher, that's on a higher level than both of these crowns, like we just said, because it draws down from the Atmosating Seif, the infinite essence of Hashem, which is even higher than in the inner core of Chachm, which Moshe draws down. Which basically means that we draw down that higher than the hamshacha, which we draw down through the learning of the written Torah, the learning of the oral Torah. Then you're taking physical letters and refining them, letters which are said by regular human beings, and refining them. And that is the same idea of this process of refining the animal soul, in which we draw down through which we draw down the infinite essence of Hashem. And similarly, toiv shame, shame avnei um, so, so similarly, this idea of a good name, which is the referring to the names of Israel, which are engraved on the on the stones of the breastplate of judgment, which refers to the refining process of the animal soul. That through this specifically, this process of refining the animal soul, that's how we draw down the tainuga atzmi Hashem's essential pleasure, the deepest level, which is totally transcends creation. Um, his real essential pleasure, like we explained in another place, it usually it explains that um, the muscle of the tzipar hamadabedis, the talking bird, that when do when are you able to arouse the greatest pleasure uh, in this king? Like it says, usually the heart of kings is totally unfathomable. You can't really, nothing ple- um, brings him pleasure because he's a king. He's used to this, um, he's used to royalty and lavish and riches. But only something which is a novelty, uh, which is totally new, can bring pleasure to the king. You bring to the king the greatest um, a person who can speak and the greatest orator. That doesn't impress the king. But you bring to him a talking bird, being that this is a new thing, which is not usually, not natural. That is what interests the king and brings out his pleasure. So too, by Hashem, only when we can do something new, that's when we bring about the greatest pleasure. What's, what, what does it mean? What's something new for Hashem? Hashem creates everything, um, nothing to something. But when we... That's the nat- natural, basically, way of creation. Nothing to something. But when we take that something and make it back to nothing, meaning we refine the animal soul and we make it go against its nature, that even it should want to connect to Hashem, that is the greatest chiddush novelty um, for Hashem, and therefore it causes the greatest pleasure and draws down from Hashem's infinite essence. <clears throat> so now, that's the idea of the chayshin, the stones of the chayshin, which were stones which were not um, shiny and not, pure in their nature, in their natural state. They had to be purified by 
uh, polishing them, referring to the refining the animal's soul. So now, what about the um, the apron that the Kohen would wear that had the stones uh, with the names of the tribes on the shoulders? That refers to the drawing down the level of Shema, the name of Hashem, which implies basically in order to bring about the refinement of Ban, of the basically of Malchus, of basically all of creation, which that is the idea of the stones. Um, the stones which are on the shoulder straps. It's stones, we said, are, are Evan is Aleph Ban. Aleph referring to that drawing down from Ma, of Chochma Vatsilis, into Ban, into the, um, into all of creation, or Balchas Vatsilis, which is the source of all creation. Just like by the kindling of the flames of the Madeira, first you have to have this process of Moshe bringing the oil to be the illuminary for these flames in order that the flames should be able to be able to uh, be kindled. And then you can have the um, uplifting of the candles, the kindling of the flames of the Madeira through Aaron. And we explain what that process means. First, you have to draw down the luminary closer to the Jewish, the sparks of the Jewish souls, in order that they should be able to be aroused by that great love that Aaron brings down to them through kindling, kindling to uh, basically arousing their natural, essential love which they have. In order to bring about the refined, this refining process, which is hinted to in the chayshin, the breastplate of judgment of the animal soul, that the idea of the, the, the stones of the breastplate of judgment, First, in order to have the potential to do that process of finding the animal soul, you first have to draw down. You have to come. You have to have a um, a flow of godliness from above, from the level of shema, from a, from the level of shema of Basically, that is the same idea of bringing down the illuminary closer in order to give the Jewish souls the potential to be aroused in that love. In order to have the potential also to find the animal soul, you have to bring down. A isursa de leila, a basically arousal from above, to give us the power and the ability to deal with our animal soul, the strength to be able to deal with it. Like the sages say, uh, If it wasn't for Hashem giving us that help, we wouldn't be able to have the ability to overcome our evil inclination, our animal soul. We need that help from above, and that is the idea of the stones of the aphid of the um, apron. In parentheses, it says similar to this idea that we were um, gathering up these sheaves of grain in the field, referring to the the dream the dream of uh, of Yosef. Not exactly sure what this is referring to and how this uh, refers to this drawing down, which gives us the potential, the power to be able to refine the animal soul. That usually refers to gathering up the sparks from creation. So that maybe there is that. Um, that's the refining process. And then there's something somewhere in this verse hinting to the Hamshachel from above giving us the power to do that refining process. Um, okay, after the parentheses. So this is the idea of the apron with the stones on the shoulder straps. Which is the idea of the um, the, the male aspect of this of this which meaning meaning always the the giver uh is referring to the drawing down of godliness from above which gives us the potential to accomplish the idea of the chayshin stones which is the 
basically the female aspect here, the refining from below to above the animal soul. That's why the ephod had in it this evin shoyam, a special shoyam stone, which is a stone which is um, shiny by its very nature. In essence, which that refers to this idea of it's a stone which is already refined, referring to the drawing down of that flow of godliness from Shema, which is basically a level of godliness which is, which is by its very nature refined because it's coming from above. The Sayyeh Babir, in order to help us, to help the Jewish people in their process of refining of the Shema, basically of all of creation, physical creation, and the animal soul. And now, after explaining these two concepts of the, uh, the breastplate of judgment and of the ephod apron, we have to explain... I have to understand the fact that in the breastplate of judgment there was the twelve tribes al on twelve separate stones. And in the Ephraid apron there was all the um, twelve tribes on two different stones. And it was only one uh, type of stone in the Ephraid. Whereas in the Chayshin there was twelve different types of stones, and and the Ephod one type of stone, and six tribes, six names of tribes on one, and six names of tribes on the other. So what is this idea? So the explanation is, the famous story that brought um, in the Gemara that Yaakov asked his children. Um, Basically, are there are there any are there anyone in any one of my children who are, who have any um, soul within you, anything which is which is not good? Basically, just like uh, Avram and Yitzchak had um, had children that that went out the wrong way, uh, Esav and Yishmael, Yishmael and Esav. So, so similarly, Yaakov is worrying: Is there anything in his children, any of his children, that are not on the right path? So they said to, they answered back to Yaakov, Shema Yisrael, listen, O Israel, meaning listen, Father, just like just like in your heart, there is only one, meaning there, we only, you only believe in one God and nothing else, so too, there is, not, there is not within our hearts except just one, there's only one God also with us. We have to understand how the tribes are comparing themselves to Yaakov, which we know, obviously, the Yaakov was in, who was source of these tribes, but the father of all of them was on a lot higher level spiritually than all of them. How can they compare themselves to them that just like you only have one God in your heart, so too we do have only one God? That's seemingly saying that we're on the same level of you. As it's known in Kabbalah, that Yaakov always refers to the basically he's always in the level of Atsilis, the master of the world of Atsilis. And the tribes, they're already they're always compared to they're always in the world of Bria. Yud Gvuli Alachsun, the the twelve basically diagonals explained the context explained the Kabbalah at length, basically uh, that are the twelve tribes of Atsilis. I mean of Bria, which are the uh, levels in Bria. So how can the tribe say just just like you are on this level, so too we are on this level. They're not on the same level. So, the explanation is the fact that they only have one in their heart. That's because there only is within Yaakov's heart one. Meaning the, the source of their ability to be on such a high level is because of Yaakov's high level. The Yaakov, 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 the
that from the echod, that from the the this oneness of Hashem that was in Yaakov's heart, that was that was how the Shvatim were also the tribes were also on that level. And that's why they said, just like there is in your heart this idea of echod from that very echod, that very oneness of Hashem which shines in your heart. That's how we have also in our heart this idea of echod, the oneness. The, from the echad of Yaakov, that is that's from that oneness of Hashem that shined in Yaakov's heart. That's how the potential that the the, the tribes had to also have this high level. This is similar to the, sta- the statement in the Zoyer. We say this on Erev Shabbos in the and Kabbalah Shabbos, the Kegavna prayer. Just like the Inu Misyach, just like the spheres of Atzilus, all unified together. In Atzilus be'echod, in the oneness of Hashem, uvhochi ihi siyachadas l'sata b'daz de'echod. So too, basically in the lower worlds, and Malchus of Atzilus, or the lower worlds, also have this experience, this unity. Uh, below b'daz de'echod, the secret of the oneness of Hashem. So we see that there's two ideas of the higher level unity and the lower level unity. And the higher level unity, the, be'em, the higher level unity is what gives the potential for the lower level unity. So how can we compare the Zayar when you say just like Kegavna, just like this higher unity in the world of Atzila, so too is the lower in the lower world this unity. You cannot compare them at all, the unity which is experienced below in the worlds that feel themselves separate and feel their own identities. You cannot compare that to the unity which is experienced in the higher world of Atzilas. We're starting the next page. And that's why the diuk, the special, the inference you can see here in the lesh, in the loshin, the zayar, in the unity which is experienced above in the world of Atzilus, it says be'echad, the oneness. But in the unity which is experienced in the lower world, it says be'rozadechad, the secret of the oneness. It's not actual oneness; it's the secret of the oneness, implying not the actual oneness. And it says, just like there is this unity in the higher world, so too um, there is in the lower worlds. But how can we compare them? So if so, how can we compare them together? Even though obviously there's such a vast difference between the unity experienced in the world of Atzilus and to the lower worlds. We'll stop there. Two lines with the top page. Kufu test one nineteen. Thank you everybody for listening to the new podcast Chesedis. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidisonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimur Mavur explanation on a Maimur from Torah Lukute Torah almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other, our older Maimurim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tevim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode. Thank you very much.